0: The key to liberation is coherence. If you take an ordinary light bulb, its rays will shine in all directions, incoherently. That incoherence has a value. You get to see the whole room but you don't get to break through the space of that room as you would if you were able to make all of those light rays coherent and turn the beam into a laser. And if you had a powerful enough laser beam, you could burn a hole in the wall and get out of the room. Lasers create coherent light. Meditation creates a coherent mind. The mind in its normal ego state is incoherent. This is its problem. And this shows up as internal conflicts and external conflicts. including conflicts with one's own body. Conflicting desires, conflicting intentions, conflicting perceptions and interpretations, paralysis, deadlock, addiction, attachment. All of the psychopathologies that have been observed by psychiatry are all the result of the incoherence of the ego-mind. Why? Because the ego-mind is installed from outside through the intentions and fantasies and desires of others, people who gave you your name, who gave you your sense of who you are and where you belong and what you're supposed to do and what the world is supposed to be like. And you took that in and they said, this is you, and you said, ah, that's me. And as soon as you accepted that me, that initial self-image as an object in the gaze of the other, you became subject to the other's demands upon you, because being named by them meant you were owned by them. And in that you lost sovereignty over yourself and were subject to all of the conflicting demands of all the succeeding others who claimed authority and power over you throughout a whole stretch of time that was called by various names like education and jobs and professional training but all of it was a subjection to the will of the collective social other and their personal representatives who claimed the right to determine how you would show up in the world and adapt to it. So the me became a fuzzy image made up of several different images and depending on whose particular gaze you were in, the focus of the me would sharpen in accord with that primary other to meet its expectations and this is why many people are comfortable only with one person if they're in a crowd they get anxious because suddenly there are a number of gazes that are making different demands and one sense of who i am of this me suddenly becomes diffuse i can't meet all of their demands and expectations i suddenly become weak in the knees How can I be adequate to those pressures that come from the environment and are felt in the subconscious, if not consciously? So the me is always struggling to remain in balance with the other. And there turns into a power struggle over who is the I and who is the me. Because the I has priority. But the ego starts as a me, and it's the other who claims the position of the I. Because the other, the parental I, named you, gave you your sense of dependency upon their goodwill and their attention and their mercifulness. And so the me in its inherent dependency is fragile. And there is an engram of need that is sedimented at the base of the ego that is constructed out of that original neediness of an infant who could not take care of itself in the prematurity of its birth before the motor skills and the capacity to speak and to uh, function on its own were developed. So that me, because of its fragility and weakness, wants to gain territories of its own, wants to be able to have properties that give it more gravitas. It wants to claim things as mine, But the more things it claims as mine, the more it has to defend, and therefore the more anxiety, and the more need for aggressivity, the more need for the use of anger, and the more fight or flight mode of relationality must develop. But without that sense of mindness, There is an emergence of the lack, uh, the powerlessness, the sense of dependency and weakness that is part of that neediness that tends to come out in relationships that reach a level of intimacy in which those primal levels of the ego are triggered into emergence. And thus the fear of intimacy, and why the word itself, the tim, refers to timidity, the fear of the other taking advantage of one in one's vulnerability. And this determines the fragility of all relationships, for when that level of fear and need emerge, then the... The ego-mind becomes defenseless to assert itself and to retain its own stance as a separate other. And it will either collapse into the I of the other's demand or it will be forced to flee. So the me struggles to become an I. And if it can attain that, it usually happens as a partial I, an I am this or that, or I am becoming this or that. I am learning this, I am studying, I am working toward. There's an I in progress, but it's a work that never gets completed but the I that is sought is the great I am, the name of God. According not only to the Old Testament when Moses confronts the burning bush and says, well, who who do I tell Pharaoh sent me once he gets his command to set my people free. And the word that comes back is, tell him that I am sent you. Well, what does that mean? The power is in the I, the I Am. And it doesn't belong to some tree on a mountain in the Middle East. It is you, but it is the real I that is the God Self, that the ego cannot reach. It's holy ground. It's sacred. It's beyond the ego's capacity to climb that mountain of God and reach the I Am. But the I am is who you are. But only the I am without qualification. It's no longer an I am this or that. And the ego is addicted to being this or that that will satisfy the desire of the other or ward them off or claim superiority. You know, I have a PhD or I am this or that. Watch out. Uh, the I am this or that gives one powers within the frame of reference of a field of egos that are competing in a struggle for power, but that precludes the capacity then to reach the naked I amness, which requires the sacrifice of all that has been attained in the field of subjectivity by the ego. And this is the resistance to reaching God consciousness. It feels like a loss. It feels like an abandonment of everything that had been accumulated in terms of personal power. And so one tries to negotiate the balance and creates a sense of a myself that tries to make the me into the expression of the I. But the me can never express the I because the me is a mask over the I. And so it is always this struggle to create a mask that is transparent so that the power, the light, the beauty, the strength, the uh, divinity, the sacred uh, eternal preciousness of the self can be seen, but cannot be appropriated. It is protected, and yet it is able to shine through that protection. This is the archetype of the diamond in the lotus, the diamond mind, the vajra. And it is this power then, through which the light of the self can shine and reveal itself without fear. That is the creation of that energy field which is naturally and spontaneously emitted by the I Am when it refuses to accept any attaching identity structures when it refuses to have any attachment to any event or place or person or relationship, but remains as the I Am that is burning without loss, but that is always that flame that cannot be touched. And that flame of the Sacred Heart is the source of the power of being that must never lose its basis in solitude. Thank you for listening to Spiritual Teachings with Shunyamurti, recorded live at the Sat Yoga Ashram in Costa Rica. To join us for a life-changing meditation retreat, or to make a donation to support this transformational work, please visit our website www.satyoga.org. To access more teachings or guided meditations from Shunyamurti, please visit the members section of our website or our YouTube channel, Sat Yoga Institute. Namaste.